it's the difference between force and flow. I know how to force. I've done it many times. I'm tenacious as hell. I know how to make things happen. But what I discovered is if I let Jean drive the bus too many times, she will go right for the brick wall. You know, what, what becomes apparent is the ego is always fighting for control. We can't imagine the power that can move through us when we allow and surrender. And that's, I believe, the truth of manifesting our dreams, because we're going to follow what our I am, our higher guidance, our guides. It changes everything when you begin to surrender to that. Hello, Seeker. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. Today, I am sitting down with Jean Bissett. Jean is a multifaceted and conscious artist, speaker, disruptor, and guide dedicated to empowering women on their creative journeys. In this episode, we are talking about force and flow, how to manifest, and how to unleash our authentic expression and creativity to create the life that we are meant for. So I cannot wait for you to dive into this episode. Without further ado, let's welcome Jean onto the show. Hey, Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here, and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia, and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Jean. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, I am having a day and I'm so happy that I'm closing it out with you. I was so looking forward to talking to you today. So yeah, this, this is amazing. It's a really good way to to right end, and then I get to just chill and put my feet up. So nice. <laughs> I love that when I get out of a conversation, I'm like, is this my is this my job? Is this really what I get to do? Like the end of a day, we get to jam out on the universe and then go about our day. Like this is <laughs> pretty awesome. <laughs> I feel the same way as an artist, of course. Right? I'm like, I get to do this. This is yeah. wow. I get to do something that other people do when they're retired. Yeah. Totally. Or on the side that they never get enough time to do and they always want to spend more time doing it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm pretty grateful. Awesome. Well, I am grateful you're here. I am so excited. We're going to talk all things manifestation and I'm excited to see what comes up. I love talking about this with um, like-minded seekers and just, you know, hearing your perspective on all this stuff and manifesting from flow versus control and force and, yeah, it's just going to be a really fun conversation. So as we start, I'd love to just hear a little bit about you. Where are you in the world? Um, what you do, you can share your entire life story if you'd like. <laughs> okay, Was it misty on the day you were born or was it a summer day? <laughs> okay. Right. It was actually the 5th of July. So it was a very summer day. <laughs> So, um, yeah, thank you. Holy cow. Um, I'm not a stranger to the sound of my voice. So that, that was a great, that was a great invite. Um, frankly, I was, I was born gifted. I was born with a crayon in my hand. Like I say, I mean, that's, it's almost real. And, and, and it was purple and I walked around our landlord's house with it seven times and got in really, really, really big trouble because it was a yellow house. Um, I couldn't stop creating when I was little and I couldn't stop talking. Mm. <laughs> so I think that combo pack, um, it, to be honest with you, I was born in, in a pretty structured New England family. And so a child like me was um, a little scary. Mm. They didn't know what to do with me. And I was bossy, still am. Um, I was direct, still am, you know, so many things haven't changed that I love about me now. And, but the, but the trauma of that, um, and, and we talked a little bit about this before we started 
you know, we went live is um, there is no way to be on this planet and not be traumatized. So now that we all know that, we can take a look at it and go, okay, wait. First of all, I don't need to be victimized and I'm not special. <laughs> I'm not special because I was beaten. I'm not special because I was ignored. I'm not special because I was abandoned. I'm not, right? But my experience of that is is special mm-hmm. because what I do with it makes the difference. Mm-hmm. And I I was not welcomed as an artist. I was not welcomed as a psychic. I was not welcomed as an intuitive. I was I was frightening. You know, and so I decided that there was something wrong with me. And I I shut it down for a really, really long time. And I I mean, I'm already quirky and different. Um, So there were many, many moments in my life where I thought I don't fit in and there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And when I right, and I'm and I'm, I turned sixty one this year, so I've been on the planet for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I think about the path to, you know, being an artist, and for those of your audience who do know me, um, I coined the phrase "conscious artist" now because it's a co creation. I'm a translator. Mm. of a channeled experience and I you know quite frankly bring in light codes and and I didn't know this for a long time I didn't know what I was doing Mm. I just knew that I was supposed to make art that's all I knew and when I stopped doing it because I wasn't accepted as an artist and I'm very relational you know I'm not a hermit and fitting in was one of my like core things that I was supposed to learn but the problem is, is because of the way it was designed, I was actually really never designed to fit in. Mm-hmm. I was designed not to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so that led me on a journey, you know, into self, right? How do I heal from the codependencies that have developed because of that experience? Mm-hmm. And um, we talked a little bit about manifesting, of course, because this is your wheelhouse and mm-hmm. what you try to work with people with and teach and and everybody can man- we're manifesting all the time we just don't like what we're manifesting <laughs> yeah we're made to manifest we are we are manifestation embodied like it's it right. it is what we are <laughs> if we are not creating we're consuming mm-hmm. and obviously that's part of the journey too but if we're if we're on the edge of making something new which is an artist's job and the manifester, right? You're like, okay, what what do I want? And what what are and we learn techniques and we learn we learn all the things. And at some point we stop and we go, wait a minute. It's a natural state of being to be a manifester, but it's not a natural state of being to manifest what you desire because the first thing you think about when you desire something is that you don't have it. Mm-hmm. And when you're thinking about how you don't have it, the universe goes, oh, she wants to not have it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And right. So when I talk about alchemy, that's what it is. It's it's transmuting that and saying, oh, I get it now. The the universe or God or the divine or whoever, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. And it's all part of me. They know what I want, but they want me to ask in the way that they want me to ask. That's that's the learning of it. Mm. And it's not even a prayer, really. You know, it's more of a, for me, it kind of becomes a knowing. Mm. Like, and and I I can't figure out if something is a premonition or did I make it so? Like, Right. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you mean something and you go, oh, my God, this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it took a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, right, you get you manifest and you get what you want, but you don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you and you're also manifesting what you're endlessly fixating on. So like yeah. sometimes you get in these loops of like, did did I create that or did I know that was going to happen? Or is it both? Because usually they're going both. <laughs> that is so real. Yeah. I love that you're talking about the alchemy and just how you started telling your story and then kind of went into the alchemy part. It's like 
that feeling of being different. Everyone listening knows that I've shared about that. I had the laundry list of like, I'm left-handed. My hair is curly. I felt bigger than my friends. I felt different. I learned later, of course, being an empath, being an intuitive, I literally felt life differently, but I didn't know that at first because it was just like, I'm different. I don't fit in. I find out I'm a human design reflector. I'm like, for it's like the most rare type, less than 1%. My blood type, my blood type is O negative. And I'm just like this weirdo. So I know that whether you're physically, you've got these things kind of like me, or you just have that feeling inside of feeling different. There's such beautiful alchemy in it because we know with wisdom that we're all meant to be different and we're all meant to be individual lights, but when you feel broken, when you feel like you don't belong, it's really hard, but that is the beautiful alchemy is like you said, you were never meant to fit in. You're never meant to be cookie cutter, to be anything. You know, the, I joke with entrepreneurs about everyone's sick of like the beige pastel Instagram profile. Like you're meant to bring color. You're meant to bring realness, you know? Um, so I just love that you spoke to that because I think starting right off here, we can all relate everybody listening and us that we have felt different and we're now realizing we're not meant to be the same. And I just think that's a beautiful case of alchemy right there. Thank you. Um, it's funny you bring up human design because I'm a, I'm a four, one projector. I'm also O negative. Mm. Um, and a four, one, and I know very a precious little about human design enough to be dangerous, um, projectors wait to, to be invited. Mm-hmm. Like we, again, we think there's something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't go out and make things happen like other people, but if I get an invitation, I'm your girl, right? Mm-hmm. I'm right there. And a four one is almost a juxtaposition mm-hmm. because we're investigators and opportunists, but we have a dharmic path which is a very interesting thing to talk about because this sort of almost in some ways flies in the face of manifestation, right? Because if we're creating our own reality, but we come in specifically designed to do a certain thing, Mm -hmm. how do we reconcile that? Mm -hmm. Also waiting to be invited versus conscious creation. Those seem opposite, but I can totally see how there's a through line there as well. I think once you learn to, to, once you begin to understand it, and again, these are, you know, and we can throw this right out the window too, if we want, because they're just identifiers. All they're really doing is identifying what it's like to be on this planet. And the truth of the matter is, is we're 10 times more powerful. We're 10 times more powerful than Mercury retrograde. We just, we just don't, we just don't think we are. <laughs> totally. Totally. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Which is kind of coming into this manifesting with flow, which I'd love to hear your perspective on the idea of instead of force, you guys listening, you know how much I've been about this, especially lately, because I'm just kind of sick of treating life like it's a fucking vending machine, (laughs) a little passionate right out the bat. We get to create what we want, but there's an element of sinking into who we are, what is meant for us, the lessons, the growth, the gifts. And then don't you want to manifest that way? Like I call it unleashing like your natural magnetism versus just endlessly being like, $20,000 a month, this person, this height, and it's this house, and it's this, like, cool, great, but there's something more. So I'd love to even just hear you start to dig into, like, what it means to manifest from, I guess, what people would say flow or what already is versus that force, that control, that just trying to get something to feel better about ourselves or, you know, whatever it is, I'd love to hear. Well, you nailed it. It's it's the difference between force and flow. I know how to force. I've done it many times. I'm tenacious as hell. So, you know, I know how to make things happen. But what I discovered is if I let Jean drive the bus too many times, she will she will go right for the brick wall. Right. I'll buy that, but you know, I'll do it almost every time. I'll go in circles. That's my <laughs> default. It's like, what's over there? <laughs> that, right. Um, and and what we're not you know, what What becomes apparent is, and this is a sort of part of it, is the ego is always fighting for control. And that's who's doing the, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to like, you know, I had an experience many years ago that I don't think I've ever shared in public that I'll share it with you now. And I don't know why it just popped in. It literally just dropped in, share this story. 
So I was at the time working with a Cherokee shaman, and we had become very good friends, and we were in Mount Shasta. And two really wild things happened. One, I swear to God, I walked through a wall. And the reason why I think I did that is because we were walking around, you know, looking at these beautiful, um, right, the magical clouds around Mount Shasta that, you know, we all know spaceships because we're, you know, we're those people. <laughs> and we're looking at the imagery and, and we walked through a doorway. And when we went to turn around back to the doorway, there was a wall there. And I looked at my friend and I go, what the hell just happened? And he goes, what do you think just happened? I go, I don't even want to say what I think just happened. <laughs> and he goes, then don't. And I said, can I do it again? And he goes, no. I said, why? Because he said, he said, because you're going to go, oh, and you're going to try so hard to do it. And to this day, I don't know if it happened or not, but I sure do think it did. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm going to hold on to my story. I've never shared that, um, you know, with anybody but very close people. And I've had other experiences in life where um, I kind of feel like I'm in a different dimension, like somebody will be talking and their voice changes or or my ears get blocked and I think it's my ears, but all of a sudden I'm realizing, uh-oh, I'm like in a parallel universe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and and this can this can feel like crazy talk in in a certain in certain circles. Mm -hmm. So I I mentioned that because when I started to have these experiences, portals opening, seeing the things out of the corner of your eye, a light going across my yard that, you know, I'm like, is that a dragon, a leprechaun? What's going on? You know, it's, <laughs> is it a lightning bug? But there's an element of knowing that we're multidimensional and that, you know, I talk about it in timelines and we can create like our very best self so that the very best timeline will come towards us you know we'll all be we'll be standing in that new timeline or we can force this is what i want i want to be famous i want to be rich i want to be married i want children i whatever it is right and if we get it it's like people who win the lottery and then lose the money and end up worse off because they were not a match. They were not, you talked about this a minute ago, and I wanted to use the word resonance because there's a resonance that happens. Mm -hmm. And I have done work with people who know a lot more than I do about these things and are beautiful guides and mentors and friends. And now one of them is a business partner and she'll, she'll, She'll help me get into the new timeline, and I can tell the timeline's there. It's all coming, and I'm not ready because mm -hmm. I stabilize. Mm -hmm. And my whole system goes, whoa, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And that's not fun either. That's forcing, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't so enjoy it because, like you said, you're not – in that resonant pocket of it. So, right. you know, you manifest the money and then you're still in lack and you're stressed about how fast <laughs> the money's going or you manifest the partner and you still feel like shit about your body and your worth and you're scared they're going to leave or whatever it is. It doesn't, like when you don't build yourself up to it, there's still an oil and water situation going on where you're like, oh, and you'll spend the money fast or you'll, whatever it is to get back to safety in a way, you know, sorry, go on. I just, no, that's yeah, true. Just, right. We, because, and, and I, I did a post a, a while back. It's okay to go back. It's mm -hmm. okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You can choose the light. You can choose the dark. You can choose to be an asshole. You can choose to be kind. You get, mm -hmm. this is a smorgasbord universe mm -hmm. and you know, it's been kidnapped, right? So we're, we're kind of like entrapped here and we're trying to get out of it. But what we don't realize is we came to be embodied in it. Mm -hmm. So we're spending all our time going, I want out. I want, I want to astral travel. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. Why? Yeah. Well, look at this gorgeous gift. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this chalice. Yeah. Chariot. And all the emotions and all the senses and all the experience. Oh, my goodness. And that was a harsh realization a few years ago. I really saw 
when I realized I needed a bit more of the masculine energy in my life, because I'm always in the cosmos and I'm in the quantum and I'm in, but I was always reaching out. Yeah. Which is awesome. (laughs) And that is where like the gifts and the visions and all the stuff. But when I had to commit to Tuesday at two, I was like, don't put me in a calendar. Like box me in. Yeah, yeah, totally. I had to find that balance. And that was just one funny example, but I had that realization of like, okay, Talia, you're here for a bit. You're, this time around, you're here for a bit. Really, it's a blip, but for us, it feels like a while. That's and right. I don't want to spend my entire life trying to escape, even if it's to the cosmos, to the angels, to my highest self. That's not the point. It is, but it's also not the point to try to escape. It's to integrate Agreed. those into your experience to know we are spirit. And that does, we are multidimensional as you're saying, but we use that to then live the most fulfilling human life. <laughs> Cause I can't fly right now here. I want to, but that's after this lifetime or that's in that's parallel right. universes, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's kind of a little bit like, Oh, cause I really do feel like what they would call like a star seed. Like I really don't feel like I'm from here and I really feel restricted by earth often, but the journey is like, can you settle and embody and create the most fruit while you're here? And that's sometimes a little tough. (laughs) You you and I are oddly in sync because you keep bringing up things that I want to respond to. I am, I do identify as a star seed. Um, and I identify as Pleiadian, future Pleiadian. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest, I was dark Pleiadian, which mm-hmm. I'm not proud of. <laughs> um, I had Anunnaki ties. I had, um, we've, we've all had them. And we don't talk about this because it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had reptilian ties, satanic ties, luciferian ties. We've had all of these al- alignments, mm-hmm. right? Because it's all divine, mm-hmm. right? It's all the all. Mm-hmm. And it's being created so that we can enjoy contrast because we don't have this in other universes. Mm-hmm. So if we get if we keep trying to get out of our body and try not to be so messy, mm-hmm. that's spiritual. That's spiritual bypassing. Yeah, yeah. Why can't we just own it, right? And be in. I'm not saying be a shithead on purpose. I'm saying you're gonna be. <laughs> yeah. And then forgive yourself for it. Mm-hmm. And everything is an inside job anyway, because you and I talking to each other, we're not separate. You're a reflection of something that's internal to me. Mm-hmm. And so you show up in my world as this amazing, we're having this aligned, synchronous, I don't even know if that's a word, right? But we're having this beautiful, synchronistic conversation that we're, that makes us happy because that's what lives inside of me today. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow mm-hmm. I might meet somebody that just pisses me off. Yeah. And that also lives inside of me. Yes. Yeah. People only want to look at the past lives where they were like gurus and even like witches are now cool. So, you know, <laughs> or I'll meet people that go like, oh my goodness, I found out that in a past life, like I used my powers for bad. And I'm like, yeah, so did all of us. Everybody <laughs> we've did. we've all been all the things or an <laughs> addict or, a, you know, abuser and a victim and all the things. Um, I definitely agree. I am Mintakan and then Palladian. When Mintakan, when Mintaka disappeared, that's where I, I dwell dwelled in Pladia for a while. So I feel because Mintaka doesn't exist anymore, we're going so deep. I feel this like this homesick feeling that is just really, it almost feels deeper than me sometimes because it's like, I don't even have a home to go back to. I don't, you know, and it's, yeah. I feel it's all over my body mm-hmm. right now. When you said that, I was like, whoa. I know. <laughs> it's uh, deep. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I do? Gene, help me. No, I say no. Well, you know, what's really cool about that. And um, I have Lyran ties and Syrian, Sirius B really because of, of the water and I know I have a very close relationship with whales. Mm-hmm. Who actually, I just learned were the ancestors that returned. They came back as whales because they hold the Akashic records. And if we lose mm-hmm. the whales, we lose the universe. Like it will disappear because the Akashic records holds it together. It's the glue. Mm, yeah, right. So um, I just had a whale encounter a couple of days ago. I live on an island, so I have to take a boat to go to the mainland. And I saw them. And every time I do, even though I live near the water on the ocean on an island, I don't see them all the time. And every time I do, I feel this deep, like, 
thank you. It's either support, it's a nudge, it's a reflection, it's beauty that I just go like, oh, there's few animals. Well, all the animals give me like that gratitude, but whales are something special that just, they are. Um, They're extremely special. It kind of leads me into something, if you don't mind. Um, So I've been working with a mentor, spiritual guide, for three years and and the way we met was just so beautiful because i was i was dating a, a woman who was not a fit and i thought she was my per- i thought we were twin flames right so because twin flame relationships they're touted as very toxic and all these things and i thought well this must be a twin flame because this is so awful <laughs> <laughs> oh good at least it's a twin at least i'm still spiritual while I'm it's my twin flame, right um And that's a totally different story. But when I look back on that experience, I can be very thankful for the relationship that I now have with this human who stepped in, Mm. guide me to my U-turn into what I now know. You know, I'm I'm a completely different human than I was three years ago. I'm a completely different human from 10 minutes ago. but changed just since we hit record like right like if you didn't if you saw me yesterday you don't know me anymore is is kind of that i have um but we how do i bring this in but it it has to do with the whales because there's something we're launching next year called gaia rising Mm -hmm. and as an artist who brings in conscious art I started creating these massively large paintings and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I felt like Richard Dreyfus, you know, building the mashed potato thing because the spaceship, I was like, what is happening? This is like nothing I've ever done before. Um, I know your audience can't see this, but the piece that sits behind me is my natural state of, you know, how I create. And these were large, um, somewhat realistic, fantastical, you know, dragons and ancestors and elders and, gorgeous six-pack elder men on rhinos. I was like, what is happening? What is going on? And what I real and, and one of the paintings is all about the whales. It, this next iteration of there'll be there'll be 14 paintings altogether. And it's it's going to be an immersive exhibition that we're going to launch next year globally. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's to help raise the consciousness of the planet. Mm-hmm. Because we've gotten very far away. You know, you and I are talking now how we're very connected, but we've gotten very, very far away from that connection um, in many ways, you know, and, and, and mama is not happy, <laughs> right? Floods, fires, and some of these, I believe, are contrived and for, you know, not so great reasons. And people do things that are not nice to the planet. Mm-hmm. And the planet is rejecting that now. And she's not happy. That's what I, I say. Mama's not happy. Mm-hmm. And she does know how to heal herself. I mean, do you ever walk into nature when you're having a bad day and all of a sudden the trees just take it from you and you know they did that? Like you hug a tree and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Goes, no, 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 I got you. No big deal. Mm-hmm. This is this is not a big deal. Let me for just me. alchemize that for you. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with the ocean. Same thing, Right. And so, um, you know, a lot of this is about returning back to that. And that's what true manifestation is as well. Mm-hmm. When we sit in the flow state of who we are, the truth of who we are. I was designed to do things like this with you. Mm-hmm. I have a stellium in Leo. Love the sound of my voice. Don't mind your attention. <laughs> so, you know, if anything, I have to keep it under wraps, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to keep like the arrogance in check now because mm-hmm. that's a different, that's just a different form of being oversensitive and being insecure. Mm-hmm. So you, have to, you know, keep your personality in check at all times, but I'm specifically designed to be a leader. I'm mm-hmm. specifically designed to be a healer. I'm specifically designed to be a helper as a star seed. That's my J O B. That's my soul mm-hmm. mission. Okay, I'll go. Let me see if I can help. Right? Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. If I was future dark Pleiadian, that meant I was part of making the mess. <laughs> yeah. People say that. Oh, you're Pleiadian? Oh, no wonder you feel so guilty. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'm here to clean it up now. So <laughs> we're here. We're here. Here's a who. <laughs> I love how you say specifically designed. And that really makes me, I feel like there's going to be um, seekers listening that just go like, yeah, like what am I designed to do? So I'd love to talk about like in this physical reality, how do we start to, if we are feeling like a lot, there's a lot of people listening that have been brought into this. I need to manifest this. I should be manifesting that, or yeah. I, I have these goals and then starting to be cracked open to like, yeah, no wait, Cause I always say the life that you're meant for, not just yeah. the one as we're talking about that you force yourself into. So what am I specifically designed to do? I feel like I can hear people asking that how do we start to uncover that thank you for asking that um it's it's part of that alchemized freedom that i talk about right when we when you get a nudge so it doesn't there's two places in my in my experience that things sit when i make a decision okay when one is an intuitive nudge it sits in one of two places. Either I get like goosebumps up in like this sort of reptilian area in the back, right? Or or something happens in my solar plexus. Now, when it's in my solar plexus, I have to pay attention because my ego sits there too. That's my will, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I call that like sometimes it's trauma-informed, right? So I'm supposed to run away from this. Are you in danger or are you frightened? Mm -hmm. And there is no danger. So you have to check in with yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the step one. When I talk about we are, and I believe we are specifically designed, we're, I'm a thread in the tapestry, and so are you, and we're different colors, right? But mm -hmm. if either one of us doesn't exist in the tapestry, the tapestry falls apart, doesn't exist anymore. So we need to, we want to find what our, what our, who, what's my thread? And if I'm having a conversation with you and I go, oh, I want to be a better manifester, and then I want to teach people to manifest. I've lost my way a little bit, right? I'm, I'm going over here now. Whereas I'm actually, but I have knowledge now of all the memories of the lifetimes where I've actually studied with master artists, like for real, for real. And I'm like, did that really happen? Well, yeah, of course it did. That's why you were born knowing what to do. I'm not trained. Go to, I didn't go to college to be an artist, mm -hmm. right? So if something is driving you, like, and you can't, what happens, I think, is you kind of almost can't stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're born in a family of doctors. Let's use a really exaggerated version so that people can really go, okay, that's an exaggerated version. Now, how do I apply the subtle versions? But the exaggerated version is you're born into a family of bankers, but you want to be a musician, and I'm sharing this because I do have a client that I did some work with who was almost a savant when it came to music. She could play any instrument she picked up, mm -hmm. but she was a banker mm -hmm. because being a banker would give her security, would give her wealth, of course, right, financial, all the things that her family could be proud of. Mm -hmm. But there was something missing. And so she came to work with me and she was kind of funny. I wasn't taking one-on-one -on -one clients at the time. She kind of begged me and she's going to laugh if she hears this. I hope she laughs. And finally I said, okay, what, what do you, what's going on? And she said, I want to be more creative. I'm not creative. I'm not creative. Mm -hmm. And she might've said that like at least six or seven sessions before I found out that she was musically inclined. I go, what are you talking about? Wait, time out. I, she stopped me in my tracks. What do you mean you're not creative? So we, right, we worked in the realms of this and we got her to understand. I said, I want you to write some music and then I want you to write a poem. And then I want, and she's like, I don't get it. Why are you making me do all these things? Like, because you keep telling me you're not creative. So I, I kind of want to see, are you right? Are you wrong? Am I right? Am I missing something? Ultimately, what happened at the end of our time is she didn't stop being a banker. She became a better banker. She mm -hmm. loves what she was doing. She loves philanthropic work and she likes nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. And she's she's one of those people, right? We we have something happen in our world, and then maybe it makes us a saver, or maybe it makes us, you know, I'm using words that feel negative, a people pleaser, or maybe it makes us a chameleon so that we can fit in. But at some point we go, huh. Now, is she playing music now? 
Yeah, some. But the moment we stopped working together, she became a better banker. Um, dare I say she's met somebody that she thinks is a really, really nice fit. And we'll see, right? Like all of a sudden life started to like click in. Mm -hmm. Was it that she was allowing herself to express her creativity, even if it wasn't her full-time job? Is that the difference? I mean, of course there's lots of emotional and other changes, but is that what it was? Is that she kind of stopped the narrative of like, I'm not creative and started allowing herself to express that? Yeah, she's also a brilliant photographer, mm-hmm. um, right? And this starts this starts to like sneak out. The problem is though, is that we get very very caught up in in the in the the narrow groove. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really important for us to understand is flow doesn't. That's not where flow sits. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a narrow groove. It's actually a wide open plane of existence and opportunity. Now, mm-hmm. we'll choose the one that we're like, no, 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 you're right. Like, you're like, oh my God, that's the thing. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. And it's not even about what I want. It's about, that's what lights my face on fire. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how good I feel when I do this. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing ever. Like, it, I'll go back to the same person. She just ran a triathlon. She just did a triathlon. Now, that is totally not on my bucket list. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I said, holy cow, what is going on? Your life just opened up. She goes, I know. How crazy is that, right? Mm-hmm. I thought I wanted to quit my job. I thought I didn't want to be a banker anymore. I thought I did. This is these are all the things I thought. And now I realize I have the most beautiful life. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's, it's right? It's something mm-hmm. where we are is part of that. I love in that story too, that it's not career focused. Cause that is one thing that our heads cannot help. We think, <laughs> what am I meant to be AKA career? Or if I'm, if I have a gift of music, I should then clearly be a musician. It always comes back into like, well, what should I do? Especially as a career. So I was going to ask, which is, this is a brilliant this is a brilliant way to walk there is like I have clients or I see people that are natural nurturers or they love like being there for people or they've been through a lot and they now want to help people, but they don't know if they want to just be like an online coach. It's not always that the career. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. But they get this, I hear so many people say like, I don't really know what I want to do, but I want to help people or I want to be that gift of nurturing and empathy Um, so even with those people, it's like bringing them away from like, it has to be a career into more like allowing yourself to flourish. And I kind of will say to them, like the career will take care of itself. If that's what you're meant to do as you nurture yourself, that will come about. But I'd love to hear you talk to that with people that kind of get those enmeshed almost like, yeah. Um, so my, my mentor and business partner is an Indian monk, (laughs) And she worked in the technology world. She's she lived in Canada. Um, yes, so she, I am. Oh, are you really? Yeah, <laughs> Vancouver Island, West Coast. She there. She what? She lived there for a month. Oh, nice. <laughs> she, she was out there. Yeah, I've been there. Oh my god. I, oh god. Can I tell you something? Yeah, go for oh it. Oh my god. I, my my pointing finger just came out. I know your audience can't see that, but it's like, oh my god. I got to tell you this. So. That area of the world is very high vibe. You probably already know this. Mm-hmm. It was so high vibe for her that her crown chakra just, just boom, and her, it's, it's open anyway. I mean, she, she, mm-hmm. she's an amazing human. She's actually not human. <laughs> like she's right. But um, she said, I, it was, I needed to go there to do some, some things with, you know, the planet but your area of the world is is really high frequency. Mm-hmm. So I just I just wanted to tell you something you probably already knew. <laughs> I definitely feel it. Although when you're a fish in the water, sometimes it's hard to tell. It's cool to hear that reflection. Um, but I I mean, for one, nature is very abundant. It's very um, like everything's flourishing. There's lots of moss and lots of trees and lots of this. So even right there, it just feels yeah. so fresh and dense with life. Lots of rivers and of course the ocean and lakes and mountains and there's just lots. And so it feels very 
very, like I'm constantly learning by the nature around me. There's endless things to look at and, you know, yeah. immerse myself in, but yes, I appreciate that because I, yeah, I no, even with all the millions that I'm creating in this lifetime from flow, of course, um, <laughs> I will always, I feel like I will always live here, have a home here, even when, yep. you know, yep. the rest of the world calls me, it's just the most epic place. I, I love it so much. But anyways, <laughs> sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to go off on a rabbit hole and I live in Asheville, North Carolina. So we have a very similar, um, we're, we're, I think we're destined to be a light city. Hmm. Um, and there's some guardianship for me here that mm -hmm. I've been told. This is partly why I'm here. Um, I don't need to live here full time, but I'll probably maintain a, a grounding place here. I have, you know, a gorgeous home in the mountains. So I'm, you know, I'm very happy here, of course. And I'm very, um, I'm a beach or a mountain girl. And I thought, you know, mm -hmm. how will I do one without the other? But they're, to me, they're very equal, you know, mm -hmm. oh, they're totally. like same, same, you know? Yeah. Totally. Okay. It's just different forms of the medicine. <laughs> yeah. Where were we? What we were talking about when, cause I really hear my people calling, what am I meant to do and okay. how that is not always career, but it also can be, I'd love to hear your take on that. Yeah, I agree with you. Now my career does happen to be a part of what I, you know, right. Who I'm made to do, but I'm a medicine woman and I'm a healer and I'm a helper and I have come to assist. That's when we talk about the starseed identifier, it's a very strong pull to do something that assists. You know, we can't help it. Mm -hmm. um, we can fight it as long as we want, but we can't help it. Mm -hmm. My mentor calls it a choiceless choice. Mm. And I think I want to say that to your audience. When you feel a choiceless choice to do, be, if you're that friend that, you know, everybody calls, if you're like, who's the bury the, the you know, bury the body friend, right? Or the, you know, I bring the shovel friend. Mm -hmm. um, if you're that person, we, because my mentor is, is Indian, She's made it really like loud and bright to me that this is our problem in the West. Mm. We don't understand that occupation is different than like design, right? It can be the same thing. Now I'm a healer. I could, I could do energy and I do, I can do energy work. I can do coaching work. I can teach. I'm writing a book, blah, 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 all the things. But the, the thing that really is like what I'm supposed to do is be an artist. Mm. Now, if I was supposed to be a plumber, I would do it that way, right? I would walk into kitchens or whatever, and I would probably do my healing medicine work in mm -hmm. those experiences. While if getting I, the hair out of the drain. <laughs> right. I would, right? Because, and I've had those experiences because yeah. I had thought that. Right. Mm -hmm. Guy comes to clean my chimney, turns out to be a musician, wants to talk about spirituality. And I'm totally. like, whoa, dude. You know? mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. my friends are like, how do you do that? How do you attract those people? I go, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't look for them. But I had, like well, I had, I had a, I'm working on these big paintings, right. And my studio's on my property. And I, I had seven, this is so great. I had seven guys putting in an asphalt driveway for me. It was time. And each and every one of them was just that guy, like most of their teeth, <laughs> you know, just the guy, just a guy, right? Just a simple, simple guy. And all but one were dark skinned men. And a lot of my paintings are dark skinned because those are the ancients, right? Mm -hmm. So we got this guy and he's, he's shoveling. And then we have this other guy and he's got the steamrollery thing. And then we have this other guy and he's doing whatever. And all of a sudden, two of the guys are like going up the driveway and my lights are on in the studio because I was in and out micromanaging and painting all at the same time. <laughs> and one guy just stops in his tracks and he looks in the studio window and he says, do you mind if I go in the studio? And I said, no, of course not. He goes in and he's standing in front of this painting and I can see, I can hear him thinking, right? And it, it's all dark skinned people in the painting. And he goes, he looks at me and I go, I know I'm super white. <laughs> and he, he gets it. He gets it. He says, these are the ancients. 
And I look at him and I go, and like I say, he's like just a dude, right? Mm -hmm. With a shovel, just a dude. What do I mean by that, right? So Jesus was just a dude, if anything, right? And he, next he calls the next guy in. you got to come see this. And then and all of a sudden, all seven of them are standing in my studio, and we're talking about Gaia Rising. Now, I'm, I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking about the return of the ancients. I'm talking about raising the consciousness of the planet, and I'm not holding back because they're asking the questions, and they got it. Mm-hmm. Like they really got it. They got it in their own way, but I didn't dial it down on purpose. You're standing mm-hmm. in my in my sanctuary, mm-hmm. in my ashram, mm-hmm. asking me to describe to you what I do in the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys, he stared at that painting, driving by it all day long, up and down the up and down, up and down with the asphalt thing. And at the end of the day, he said. Every time I look at that painting, I see something different and I feel something different. What is going on? And I said, well, there's a lot of things I didn't share about energy and stuff like that. And then he starts talking about quantum physics. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Blew me away. Mm -hmm. Blew me away. And that's the flow that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, if I had dismissed these men as just shovel shovel men right mm-hmm. but i would not have had that experience ultimately was it a big experience no it was a beautifully small right a tiny spark in my day that somebody appreciated what i was doing and once we had that conversation i'm not gonna lie i think they did a better job they cared after they were like well what do i do over here and what about where this turns and how about if we do this at your trash cans i'm like what just happened here? Mm-hmm. No, they wanted like the light. The light is shared between you two, which is exactly what you're illuminating <laughs> is that, you know, what we yes. are being is in everything, whether it's your career or not. I love that because I, you know, I'll say to people like your empathy, you bring that in. I have clients that are teachers or accountants or healers or personal trainers or therapists. They yes. all bring their light. You know, I have a client who owns a gym and it's the light she brings to her center. I, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that you feel like like you're a healer, so you now have to become a card reader. If you're called to be a card reader, please, we need that. But I just want the fun, right? <laughs> yes, exactly, right? But it doesn't, that's, I think, scares a lot of people. Whereas one of my clients who's a, an elementary or a high school teacher, she brings like light and makes sure the students feel heard and teaches them about gratitude. Like she brings her, star, her sparkly starseed soul to the classroom. She doesn't have to go off and be her own entrepreneur if that's not what she wants at this time but she brings that what she's meant to be into what she's doing and that's I think what we all obviously have the ability to do um and and need to be doing with our lives really and you know thank you for mentioning the light because it's really it's not even ours right Mm -hmm. divine Mm -hmm. that says okay you're letting me come through awesome and so we just right It's like the moon. They just showed me the example of the moon, how the moon is reflecting the sun. So when we're lit up, we are just reflecting spirit, especially at each other. It's yeah, that's exactly right. And I don't know about you, but and and, and this is not an everyday thing. Some days I'm a bitch, right? (laughs) But if I can remind myself to allow myself to to let that flow come through me, yeah. Have you notice how people react to you? Like all of a sudden you're walking in the grocery store and somebody's staring at you and you're like, what's what's going on? And like they'll say something kind. Well, like you have sweet eyes or you have a nice smile or you're just, mm-hmm. I love your laugh or I just, I'm sorry, you look familiar and you seem so kind. And you're just like, what? Mm-hmm. What just happened? I'm I'm, I'm here to get apples. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that's a part of it. And once we do that, Michael Singer is one of my favorite people who talks about a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And he met his wife because he let some woman build a house on his property. Yep. Yep. That is the most incredible story. The whole book, The Surrender Experiment, is insane. But yeah, 
I love yeah. those scenes in the book where he's like, he like shows up and these people are building and he's, his whole reaction is like, you can't build for any of you guys. If you haven't read um, the surrender experiment by Michael Singer, um, right. you know, you can't build on my property is what he wants to say, but instead he goes through his process and picks up a shovel and just aids in the, cause it was what was happening and he was surrendering Yeah. That whole book is insane, but I love him as well. This is, this is, you said it earlier, this is a blip. And if we can, if we can let that be blip, if we can let that blip flow through us, then manifesting becomes easy. In fact, you know, I, I always get shown this picture of the Jesus with the little, with the great big teddy bear behind his back. And the little girl has the teeny tiny teddy bear, and, but she won't give it up. Mm. And in the meme, Jesus is saying, trust me. Right, mm. I have a bigger teddy bear for you. Mm. Right, um, we can't imagine the power that can move through us when we allow and surrender, and just be like, okay, you know. And and some of this starts to sound a little pulpity, and I don't mean it that way, but it's like, what do you want me to do today? Where mm. do you want me to drive? Do you want me to? You want me to go to the museum? Oh, okay. Am I supposed to meet somebody? Like, you know, right? The ego wants to know why, 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 why. But our, intu our intuitive nature will just do it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I believe, the truth of manifesting our dreams, because we're going to follow what our I am, our higher guidance, our guides, it's all us, who got, got all, right, all the hierarchy, all the way up, the soul. Mm -hmm. There's, they're like, do this. Mm -hmm. That thing you said you want, it's over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm, go, go, I'm going this way. I'm going to mm -hmm. do it like this. Mm -hmm. So it, it changes everything when you begin to surrender to that mm -hmm. and, and know that everything outside of you is, is a reflection of what's inside. And yeah. so if you're, if you're getting serendipitous and aligned experiences, you know, the ego wants to, you know, bang on the chest, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, but that is a moment to kind of congratulate yourself a tiny bit and go, okay, I think I got this. And of course, the moment you say you got it, I was just going to say, maybe don't <laughs> say that, but anyway, yeah, maybe don't say that, right? I'm there. <laughs> I, am I am enlightened. Yes. No, you're not. <laughs> I am now deemed higher consciousness. <laughs> yes. I'm much, much higher than all of you. Um, yes. Yeah. And I, I love that you're saying this because we're talking about, you know, manifesting and flow. And I kind of want to point to that as we have these desires of what we want, and then we open up to the flow, like you said, you might be like, oh, the museum, why has the museum just been on my mind? And then, oh, there's that exhibit. Like, I don't know why I feel this nudge. I always believe full heartedly, wholeheartedly, whatever <laughs> the heart is full, um, <laughs> that I am being led toward my highest expression. And <laughs> at the museum, you could either be looking at a certain art piece that sparks a thought, an aha, a moment. You could meet someone, you could meet the cousin of your soulmate. And that's the way you're making your way toward. It that's could just great. be a day of self-care that taught you the power of self-care. We don't know why we're nudged, but that's another part of manifesting in flow is listening to our intuition and not always trying to make it, as you said, how does this tie back to getting more money? How does this, well, why would the museum bring me my soulmate? It's like, trust me, I've got a bigger teddy bear. <laughs> like, trust me, you know, we're making our way there. And so that's yeah. also part of manifesting in flow is setting the desire, trusting that what the highest good, you know, is meant for you. And then trusting in the process it's so hard to say that's the surrender it's the intuition um and being nudged and just trusting i don't know how this is making me more money but today we're going to the museum <laughs> that's it you know and patience too um mm -hmm. immediate gratification is not how the divine works yeah absolutely um, i do a practice every once in a while that was given to me and it's i'll get in my car and when i get to the top of the driveway i i feel into which way to go Mm -hmm. And I don't question it. And then I go and I'll go out for like half an hour, sometimes longer. And one day, sometimes it's a big thing. Like you find this amazing tea house and you're like, Whoa, I didn't know this was here. <laughs> but some, more often than not, um, I, 
I get like a sign of something. Mm -hmm. And this was a funny day. I was really questioning something that I was thinking about doing. And I, I was, you know, give me a sign, give me a sign. Like, you know, like uh, Jim Carrey, give me a sign. I'll stop signs in the truck, fall in his yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> but so I went out this day and I was like, okay, I'm not going to ask for signs anymore. I'm just going to ask you like, where do I go? Which way, which way, which way? And I got really lost. And one of the things about me is I don't like being lost. That's not, it, it's not, it makes me anxious to be lost in my car. And I get lost all the time because I have zero sense of direction. So of course I get and no lost. GPS apparently. <laughs> and no, well, I had my phone with me, so I could find, yeah. it, but I refuse to use it. So I, I get lost and I'm in and out and weaving. And I ended up in these beautiful neighborhoods and I don't know how it happened. I ended up back downtown. So I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on here. And I look and there's this graffiti that somebody painted on the side of this building. And it said, you're going the right way. Whoa, sorry, that made me a little teary. I was like, I can go home now. <laughs> going the right way. Yeah. And the choice was not something I would ordinarily do. Mm. I was like, okay. You know, I'm, I am I am a rebel, so sometimes I'll do things like nobody, like, I'm, like I don't know why I'm doing that. But it ended up, um, I had to let somebody go. I had to go in a different direction. I had to hire a new person. Like, it, there were lots of steps, and there were, and there were hard steps that I had mm -hmm. to take. Mm -hmm. When I took them, they were painful. You know, I was a trauma kid, so I had no boundaries for years. I like, <laughs> had to keep building them to get my my frame intact, right? And the minute I did the hard thing, because I didn't want to do it, I was trying to give this person the benefit of doubt and all the things and, you know, on and on, right? The minute I did it, this new person got introduced into my world and my trajectory, like, almost took off like a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what is going on now? Like, I don't even want to ask, right? Because mm -hmm. I know it's perfect because I feel peace. I think that's the other, I think it's the other feeling. If the audience is looking for, how do I follow my intuition? When we follow our intuition, that's the nudge, right? That's that's the trajectory, that's bringing you to the place where I promise it's always a squiggly line. <laughs> so trust it. But when you're feeling peaceful, despite not knowing what's coming, I think that's another key. Mm -hmm. um, there's a feeling that comes into your body. It's not joy. It's not like, it's not excitement. It's a calmness almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to use the word bliss, but even that doesn't, it's peace. It's like, mm -hmm. whoa, what is happening? I'm not frightened right now. And I have. It's almost like content, but really light feeling. Like kind of. it has an airiness to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't experienced it a lot because I was a pusher, right? I, I was a controller. I would, you know, right. That's how I was raised. And so learning this or unlearning who I was, was, it was a long road mm -hmm. <laughs> and I fought yeah. it, fought it for a long time because I was successful mm -hmm. doing it that way, but I couldn't get to that next level doing it that way. That was going to be the end. Also, were you happy because <laughs> we could be successful, mm -hmm. but if it's not sustainable because we're miserable, then what is it? it? Mm -hmm. I had a very successful art career that I, uh, I burned it down because mm -hmm. I was unhappy. And what I didn't realize is I wasn't burning it down at all. I was recalibrating as a person. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And it was completely different. I divorced my person. I, you know, let my career go. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'm just going to be early retirement. That's what I'm going to do. And then you know, the universe goes, oh, that's funny. That's funny. So you're funny. You're just starting, but that's really cute. You're ready to put your feet up. That's right? so sweet. Oh my gosh. But, <laughs> They're like, yeah. we're bringing you running shoes. So don't put your feet up quite yet. Don't forget to lace them up so you don't trip. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, there's so much here. I love this conversation. This is so expansive. And I just love bringing 
this to manifestation. I'm just absolutely done with this gimme, gimme five-step system that's going to work for everything forever. We can definitely manifest fast. The quantum is real. Quantum leaping is real, but it's more important that we are sinking into our blueprint, not just what we think we should have in order to achieve X, Y, Z. And it's just a different way of thinking about this. And I really love bringing this into it. Yeah. Well, that's the other key, right? Mm -hmm. Be yourself is serious. Mm -hmm. Be you means be you. Mm -hmm. But most people are like, I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. So we have to unwrap that. Right. Mm -hmm. And and some shadow work comes in. I'm a big advocate of Mm -hmm. going into those dark corners and saying, okay, what is blocking me? What is holding me back? What is, you know, what do I need to do about this? Or what do I need to release to, to you? My, my quantum, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, The quantum's instantaneous. You ever Mm -hmm. have instant manifestation? You go, Mm -hmm. what just happened? Mm Mm-hmm. Even the feelings are instant. You know, when we, when people do say, feel the feelings, which everyone's sick of hearing, but (laughs) when you do embody that feeling, you have an instant manifestation of the frequency of abundance or love or well-being or vitality, whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's incredible, but we just can't bypass all this stuff we're talking about, which is your authentic path to manifestation. Because as we've, you know, said the thing isn't going to bring us the happiness, but if you venture down the path of like, what is my happiness? What is my joy? What am I here for? Not to be me, me, me ego, but that self-discovery of like, okay, what's my unique path? Not what all these other fuckers think I should do and what every other person's saying, but you know, what is my journey? Because that is where I really truly believe we get to flourish. I do believe we're meant for abundance, freedom, health. I really do. It's just where we come from, you know, the angle in which we come from will determine how easy it happens and how deep it is and all that. Yeah. And I think it's about removing what is in the way of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's part of the work. That's what I I guess I call shadow work. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, what's blocking me? What's in the way? What doesn't want me to have that thing? Is Mm -hmm. it my own self-worth? Is it my, whatever it is, my codependency, Mm -hmm. my addictions, my, you know, I discovered that I was addicted to grief. Mm. What? Mm -hmm. Now addictions occur because you do something over and over and over again. There's no shame, Mm -hmm. no judgment. Mm -hmm. When it first was said to me, I was like, fuck you, you know, excuse me, but it was true. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that I understood, you know, I mean, what was, what was described to me because addiction is you do something over and over and over again and something in your body, your chemistry, whatever, your brain, all of a sudden it craves it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what forms that addiction. And then you go, okay, so if I'm addicted, if, if part of my being on the planet and gosh, I'm a very happy person. So finding out that I'm addicted to grief, what? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But it happens. Mm-hmm. And then you undo it. Now, grief is a very low vibrational state of being, right? So you go about the process of being beginning to understand, I carried grief for my ancestry. And I could go on and on about my story. But when I realized that, I was like, yeah, this isn't my contract anymore. I'm not doing this. Mm. You, you know, all y'all, I'm not helping my ancestral lineage by being this person anymore. Mm, so yeah. I'm going to shift it so that I can uh, sit because, right, we we change it all. We change mm-hmm. the past. We change the future. We change the present because mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. And we change the lineage mm-hmm. because we're all connected. I might do something that changes you and you go, holy crap, like, mm-hmm. and vice versa. We have an understanding now that I didn't have before because we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. Every moment can be like that. Yeah. I, I, if I'm asking, if I'm asked what true manifestation is, that's what I feel like it is. Mm-hmm. When I am in that place of alignment and I know that I am like, wow, and I don't need to like block the other or change anything or be autonomous or create boundaries. The fuck enough with all that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying boundaries aren't healthy. I'm just mm-hmm. saying enough. Mm-hmm. Let's let's receive 
what we're supposed to receive, look around. And and I think gratitude is a big deal. It's a very high vibe energy. Yeah. Before. I had a wild day today. Every single, almost every single person, except for you, which you're going to love, um, couldn't get on the Zoom call, couldn't get the passcode right, couldn't get wrong time. What do you mean we changed the time? All day. And I just giggled through the whole thing. I was like, wow, it was a good thing I had nothing but interviews today, right? Because <laughs> at least it's not like tomorrow I didn't do this because I had an interview. And I was yeah. like, okay, so the whole day got fucked up. So, so what? <laughs> yeah. Then I got on with you and I got on a little early and boop, there you were, hostess here. And I was like, check me out. Done. Yeah. I know I have that too, where I'm just like, well, I have this incredible ability to just be like, well, this is happening without, not to say that I always float through everything, but I get much more wrapped up in my own personal shit than what life throws at me. <laughs> There's times clients, it's the first day they're starting and our power's out and I can't, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to send them a message. Be like, this is what's happening. And then they're like, oh, okay, great. It's actually not a good day for me anyway. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. You know, it's, it all has a way of working out and you needed your energy for this conversation. So Absolutely. thank you to everybody that could yes. figure out their passcodes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was very grateful for a couple of them. And I actually closed my eyes before I got on with you and I fell asleep a little bit, put, put my uh, reminder on my phone and I took a, you know, one of those little five minute power naps and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to go. Let's do Done. this. Yeah, I love it. I well, really... this has been such a good conversation. I just appreciate it so much. I know we could go on and on forever. There's so many aspects of this, which is why I have over 300 episodes on my podcast, because manifestation <laughs> is a complex topic. But I really just appreciate your take on this and, and the work you're doing for our planet and for yourself. And, you know, it's really, really important. We need to be expanding this conversation, especially with us that have felt different, that are maybe empaths or seekers, healers, and we're trying to find our place in the world and trying to make a difference. And, you know, yeah. knowing it starts inside and this other way of manifesting. This is what you came here to discover. So I just appreciate so much you bringing this to the conversation. And if anyone wants to find you, be a part of your world, follow you, join a thing, what do you do? What does your business it, look like? It would be almost impossible not to find me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Try um, to not find me, Dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's kind of another statement I had. Try and catch me. Good luck. Um, <laughs> so you can find me at jeanbeset.com. I have a private Facebook page under my name. I have a business fa Facebook page under my name. I have an Instagram uh, account. I have a YouTube channel that I don't use frequently, but I'm being told that I'm going to be using it more soon. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing I don't have is TikTok, but you can... You're better off. It's all good. I, yeah, I know. Um, you can find me in any of those places. We are updating the website currently, but it is very active and it's there. Um, and you can sign up for newsletters to see what I'm doing and where I'm going to be and what I'm about. And, you know, buy my art, don't buy my art, work with me, don't work with me. But yeah, come on in. Be, be in my world. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Cool. I'm definitely going to put all the links below. So everybody listening, you can go click on all of the links to buy her art or not. Or not. <laughs> this is yours. Enjoy it. There's some freebies there too. I did a 12, I did a 12 card Oracle deck. That's free. I mean, obviously you gotta give me your name and address, but you know, it's, it's not a trick. It's like, Hey, if you want to be in my world, here's a, here's a cool thing. Yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. Well, thanks again. And all the links are below everybody. Uh, check out Jean and I just appreciate your time and your energy today. Right back at you. Namaste, as I say. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode on the Awakening Her podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation between me and my guest. And if you did, we would love to hear from you. Come find us on Instagram. All the links are below in the show notes. Take a screenshot that you're listening to this episode, sharing your takeaways or your enthusiasm for the show. Tag us both over on Instagram. And if you do that, I will send you a free gift. I really do hope you enjoyed this conversation and I will see you in the next episode.